Take 43. Mark? Hey everyone, welcome back or to the Take 43 podcast. Mm-hmm. My name is Drew Williams. And my name is Aaron Colborn. What's up, Aaron? It's Man, been a minute. It has. It's a new year, new us. Yeah, ready to uh, ready to bang another one of these things out. Whoa, be careful. <laughs> um, just curious, you know, before we get started, what happened to the first 42 takes? Well, I was busy uh, TikToking sea shanties. And if that sounds like absolute nonsense, that's because it's 2021 and nothing matters. It's very true. Yeah, it actually goes with the Uh, last year and this year. I know, right? But the whole sea shanty thing is weird. I don't know if, uh, well, I showed you uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, it's kind of strange how, like, I was not expecting 2021 to be, like, the year of the sea shanty. No. And also, apparently, Army Hammer is a cannibal. Yeah, that's what I heard. I thought I was prepared for what 2021 was going to throw at me, but so far... I've been very surprised. <laughs> Not to get too off topic here, but is that confirmed or is he just eat hearts on you know, Twitter or is he just talking or what is going on look, there? All I really know is what my wife tells me from like her celebrity gossip okay, Instagram so account. True. Well, no, I'm not sure that's true because I have like seen other reports that he's like losing jobs because of it. And oh. yeah, I just, I don't think, I think that he's gotten a lot of cover from world events. Well, thank God uh, so played, people aren't really paying attention to him. That's true. Thank God he played two people in the uh, social network. Double cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the two for one deal there if he's losing jobs now. That's right. That's right. You know, we've been watching some stuff over the holidays yeah. and we, you know, it's been about a month since our last release, which is fine because we wanted to take some time off as we move into the end of season two. What also is cool is about a year ago yesterday, as we're recording this, we released our first episode. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it, it ended up coming about pretty fast because it was New Year's Eve right. that you kind of brought the idea up to me. And I'm like, you know what, man, let's do it. And we had our first episode, yeah, recorded within a couple of weeks. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, we didn't know that there would be a pandemic, you know, everything that went on. And I had a, I had a suspicion. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did. Well, it's just funny because everyone started a podcast last year. Right. But I'd right. like to claim that, you know, we started it not during the pandemic like everyone else. Right. We started right. it in January. That's right but you know what that doesn't even matter let's really quick briefly go into some movies and tv that we were watching over the yeah holidays. there's been all sorts of like good stuff yeah absolutely uh cobra kai cobra kai i mean okay so i am a huge karate kid fan always have been you it's know pretty funny I- watching you try to do karate yeah okay <laughs> i just karate chop yeah, myself to fix the mic. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! so i'm a huge huge karate kid fan you know i watched the movie over and over and over and over when i was a little kid one of the first sequels i ever saw in a theater was karate kid 2 oh yeah and it was like a big deal there was actually and i'll get into this in a second kind of my first experience with having a disappointing sequel to a movie i liked okay but in you know in the years since then i've come to appreciate it for what it was but at the time i was like this you know doesn't deliver on anything that i was hoping a sequel to this would you know there's no more johnny there's no more or Allie, who's Elizabeth Shue, and they made up some like stupid reason that they broke up. But anyway, so fast forward to Cobra Kai, and it's kind of giving me all the things that I get your feels back. Yeah, it gives my feels back. Like they brought Johnny back, you know, William Zabka, who's doing an amazing job, and they're really expanding Spoiler the characters. Alert. He's the main character. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> But they've done a really good job of expanding all these characters and giving them more interesting backstories and stuff like that. It just it feels kind of like a, a miracle that the show exists at all. Right. And I'm really, really stoked. Because I started watching it when it was on YouTube. And I'd have to get, like, the free 30-day trial. And then i just, like, blast the whole season. That clearly didn't work for YouTube, by the way. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. They shut down, like, their original programming yeah. uh, department or whatever you well, want to call funny. it. Well, it's funny. So that was Karate Kid 2 was 86, right? 
So I was, yeah, that I was right. negative three. <laughs> so I didn't have that experience with Karate Kid. I do remember watching Karate Kid 1 as a kid, you know, mm -hmm. like in the 90s, but uh, I didn't have that type of nostalgia. So it's fun like listening to you talk about it because yeah. I'm not getting those feels. I love the show. Right. I think it's great. And I have since went back and watched Karate Kid 1 and 2, mm -hmm. but it would be like something I watched in the 90s as a kid uh, coming back, which Hocus Pocus 2, give it up. I was just going to say Hocus Pocus <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's what's so good about the show is that it does a great job of being a show on its own and it, it hits the nostalgia stuff really, really well, but it's a good show in its own right. Yeah, which, yeah, it's written really well. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's funny. It's all shot in Georgia. Um, and right, they, but subbing for Southern California. Yeah, and they get those LA exteriors <laughs> yeah. and then they, it mixes in and you're like, no more palm trees. Yeah, I know, right? Where they don't go? Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? So I watched Yellowstone. Oh, right seasons on. Seasons one through three. That's all filmed here. I've had friends work on that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always watched behind the scenes. And, and yeah, it's just been fun to watch. It's a pretty deep show. Yeah. Pretty been, violent show. That sounds like my jam. I've been, yeah. meaning, I've been meaning to watch it. One of these days I'll get around to it. It's really good. And then they mix it in, you know, between here in Montana, as mm. far as the exteriors go. The season four I do know is going to be shooting soon. And we have... I say we, but I because uh, I was supposed to break down the sets, but I, uh, right. I declined that job. But now I wow. wish I now I wish I would have done it. <laughs> but no, they broke down the sets in Park City Studios, and now they're moving all production to Montana. Thanks, Montana, you gave them a better tax incentive than Utah did. Thanks, Montana, Gov thanks, Governor Herbert. <laughs> I think it's a really cool show. I, I think it was uh, a lot of family problems. This land is my land type of stuff, okay. and I just think that as it continues on through the seasons, it just builds up and. The characters are great. Acting's great. Uh, highly suggest Yellowstone. Very cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out for sure. I think uh, it's going to be a fun, quick episode today. I, I just so. want to go over what we've learned in the past from this podcast right. and in production this past year, and right. then kind of setting goals for the podcast and then setting goals obviously in video production and how we can help out the audience. That's right. It's a new year. And with the new year always comes new promises to yourself, new goals, new everything more than just, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and run on the treadmill for one week, for one week and yeah. then, and then quit with everyone else. <laughs> right. With the, our, yeah. That's I will say that's the one thing this year that every other year I've had to deal with is the influx of people coming to the gym. And when the beginning of the year would come around, be like, Oh, there's so many people. Right. I just can't wait for them to all leave. And now my gym is just at my house that's great. And, and nobody comes now over. You're just so. paying $39.99 for that <laughs> Peloton membership like I am, That's bro. right. Great uh, clothes I, rack, by the way. Very, very expensive clothes rack. Oh, interesting, because I use it as a bike. Oh. <laughs> Fun. But anyways, yeah, new year, new us. The future, you can't decide what you're going to do in the future if you're not looking at your past as well. Yeah. And so that's what we want to do. We want to talk about kind of what last year held for podcasts as well as for video production in general and what the upcoming year holds, as well as talking about how do you come up with your goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's super important to kind of go back and critique and then pivot around uh, what you did wrong and how you can apply it to this year. But yeah. going back, I've already said it once, but one year ago yesterday, we released our first podcast. Yeah, and it's interesting because we you know we originally just did it for fun. It was probably 11.30 at night on New Year's Eve when we started talking about it. It was and, late. Yeah, and we, we, were, were, very we were already a little bit headed. lit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> two separate things there. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody knows what happens on New Year's Eve. P.S., did uh, you say lit? Oh, yeah, we were lit. Okay, the kids are saying that. <laughs> lit up. Okay. Okay, so I think I'm using maybe the old person way of oh. saying lit. We're like, we're lit. Like, we were, you know, yeah. had a bit to drink. Oh, sure. Or not lit as in like we were being lit on fleek. Oh. Is that? <laughs> I just dabbed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were just, you know, we were having a good time and we brought it up. We're like, hey, this could be a ton of fun to do. And which made it really fun because it ended up being last year, the podcast was really the main creative thing that, that I did all year. Yeah. Well, it kept us, 
being creative and it kept us mm-hmm. talking with a lot of creators and it kept us it just kept the brain moving and during a time yeah. of stress what we would find out three months after yep. we started that whole thing yep that's right once we got to this point i assumed that we would still have maybe 10 listeners and seven <laughs> of them would be our friends and family <laughs> dude that spotify wrap up of 2020 blew my mind we were very surprised we're so so stoked that all of you are, are even listening to our fun little show yeah you know, we have a blast doing it and we hope you have a blast listening to it so i just want to say thanks yeah thank you so because much because that's super cool and it, you know and it's it's helped us stay doing this i mean i i think we it's I a motivator think we, it's a motivator i think we probably would have kept on doing it anyways well we committed in a handshake three years minimum that's right we did and that doesn't mean shit but. yeah i was, I was gonna say <laughs> like we would easily just like completely abandon that yeah <laughs> we had no listeners and we're no. like why are we even doing this but like i could not believe all the different countries that are listening in and then oh, we've I had know. like multiple people hit us up and people are starting to finally review us on itunes and leave yeah. us good ratings if you like it please do that um we'll talk about that later i don't yeah. want to jump too far ahead but i mean i just couldn't believe that wrap up and, yeah it was and all very that surprising. information it was just very good analytic information and we have mm-hmm. all of that all the time like we can see all of that mm-hmm. but getting it like in a little like slideshow it was pretty yeah cool. it was pretty fun it was pretty fun just understanding that there's people on the other side of the world that are listening to our voices is just painful no. painful i feel bad for <laughs> no, him <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i really hope i mean the whole goal of this thing was as just helping people out yeah. And helping us out, honestly, I think the, the more we talk about stuff, the more we learn about ourselves and what we're doing and just forcing us to talk about our processes and our faults, Right, I think is all a good thing. Well, and I think we can go back a little bit from last year's podcast and we can look at like what we're going to do differently right. for this year. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things we're very good at is is recognizing when there's stuff we can do better. And there's plenty we did last year in terms of this podcast that we know we can improve on. Yeah. We improved on it in the mid, you know, mid year, yeah. by the sixth month yep. and going into season two in August, you can tell a big difference from just the cover photos and renaming things. And yeah. we'll, we'll dive into that here in a second, but I think it comes down to planning. Planning, I think initially was one of our weakest things that's becoming one of our stronger things. And yeah. I think, I think this coming year, we're going to do even better at it. When we first started, we would kind of like sit down like, all right, let's record a podcast. And then what should we talk about? And then record it. <laughs> well, we do it like, no, we do it like probably a day or two before we'd yeah. always have like a shared note going. Mm-hmm. What's great now is, you know, we are able to get great guests and, and they're able to right. express their knowledge and that helps us out. I think just having those connections and planning out things is just huge. Action is made. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not to jump back too far, <laughs> but I think it helps out a lot. And if you can express your creativity through other people, mm-hmm. uh, different sectors, you know, we talked with Cami last episode about right, makeup. Right. You know, and then we talked to Paul Schulberg about writing and then we right. talked to Graham about about producing right and Dylan about just taking on the industry your own way right. I just think it's helped me personally yeah yeah same um, and I hope it's helped the listeners just kind of realize that this industry is very broad and they can take many different alleys yeah and well you can get two people that do the same thing and have completely different ways of doing it there's yeah. no right one right way to do everything and so just the more people we can have on talk about the same thing or different things just the, the more information will be there and hopefully the more people will find value in it well and we so, have we have an amazing guest list already coming up for 2021 like next week we're recording with x i'm not gonna release that yet and i just (laughs) he's super stoked big youtuber i'm really stoked with the guest list so far i do want to jump to episode titles because we've learned a lot with episode titles and how that can really perform better and worse uh, depending on what we say yeah i think the the first season they were very very plain 
So DNA, I thought actually was really good. I, I still like DNA. Yeah, and that had one. a lot of listens just to be our first episode. But let's talk about projects or yeah. commercial production workflows. Boring. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> and then like staying creative during and positive during weird times was actually got a lot of listens. But, but that um, one's not bad. But the film school versus YouTube, which if you think about it, are completely uncomparable. And we we established that in the episode. Our probably lowest rated episode is as far as listens go is finding your visual style it's not a very good title no it's not <laughs> i think the i think the, the idea and the great. content was good yeah but the we just needed more hooky titles something yeah. to just pull pull people in and we started doing that robot arms and perfume with timor sivan because right. his music video yeah, it makes people go like what does that mean under the influence i like under the influence yeah and it yeah. wasn't because we were under the influence we were drunk though were we no <laughs> um Travel vlogging in a pandemic with Andy. I mean, that's just with the times. The right kind of addiction with Paul. Right, I mean, I think right. that's cool. Making it up with Cammy. I just, yeah. these are examples of just how we've learned to word things better. And it's very much analytically showing that. And we also changed our cover art between yeah. the first and second season. Because yeah. the first season, again, it was something that we just, we kind of took it, took the picture of the first time we recorded an episode and we just ended up keeping it yeah we just then, took the picture in the studio and we were right and it was just that one we only used that one picture for the entire season right um but then uh season two we kind of had a plan for what we wanted our cover to look like and why we wanted to do it to kind of bring our brand into it just a little bit more right as well as using and we didn't get to this until partway through the second season using our guests pictures with the same template to kind of help change that up which i think is great i mean yeah i don't want to see my face on every rhino email blast. i don't want to see your face on it either thank God. So it's just nice to have people helping us out with that. No, I think another thing that we could work on is just interview skills. And I think they've gotten a lot better. We've let, we've started, we've started letting the interviewee just go. You yeah. know, we just let them spill the beans and we've told them that before we even start recording. And then we'll drive the conversation and kind of pivot if it needs to. But that's something I learned with the second interview we had on here. Right. I'm just letting them talk. It's it, This is their show at that point. Right. I think I think also a particular skill that I'm realizing involved in, in interviewing is understanding how to transition from the previous answer into the next question. Right. Because we've had plenty of times where we just kind of stopped dead and then we're like, so we finished talking about that. Now what about this? I think it makes for a, a much better listening experience. Those things kind of just flow into each other. It's got a better cadence to it instead of just to stop. I, the editing more or less takes care of it. But I think if we're able to get to that point where we can just, you know, mesh the two together a little bit better, we'll be better for everyone involved. The next thing we could talk about is the partnership with Rhino. Oh, yeah. That happened in August and we started season two after that. And it's been really cool to have them uh, back us. We love those guys and we're, I'm working on content with them this year, which is really cool. They make great products. Again, this was something that right. we take brands in that we use and we believe in. And right. we express yeah, we that in the episode with Kyle, which is the CEO mm -hmm. and creator of Rhino. And it's been a very nice partnership and we appreciate them. When the opportunity came about to partner up with them, we were both like, oh yeah, that's, that's amazing. We'd love to do that. You know, it's been very good for us. Yeah, for absolutely, sure. And absolutely. Ho hopefully good for Rhino as well, but you know, whatevs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing we're going to do this year, we're getting ramped back up on our next short film, Jump Seat. And we might use this podcast as a little bit of a production diary as we're going through all the steps of it. We want to keep you guys involved and let you know, you know, what we're doing, you know, what, what have we been working on for it? What steps are we taking? And hopefully what are we learning along the way while we do it? Dave will be back in the studio. We'll talk about that. We're actually going to do like a pre-production meeting live. I think will be uh -huh. really fun. We'll have Leah, the other producer, come in, which will be fun. 
to have another female on and just so she can express everything that she knows. And mm-hmm. she's just so damn valuable and smart. It's, and she's just the coolest. She's the coolest. <laughs> I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's reached out so far. We've had multiple emails come in. If you want to send us an email, give us a topic to talk about. We'd be more than happy to, to make that the subject of one of the podcasts. And yeah. the description has that email link. Yeah, I seriously, one of my favorite things is when we hear from any of our listeners. It's it's a ton of fun, whether you have suggestions or just want to say hi, or if yeah, if you have a topic suggestion, it's just very cool. Absolutely. To start this thing off as a hobby and for it to actually be helping people and mm-hmm. there's proof in the email there, that's huge. Right. So thank you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Dude, you know what's a pain sometimes? Hmm, you tell. Hauling huge lights onto set. Oh yeah, that's like the worst. Yeah, I've tried more compact lights, but they just don't cut it when it comes to rendering true color. Plus, they're never bright enough. Mm-mm, never. But one day, a buddy of mine from the snowboard industry asked me to check out these new lights called Lytra, oh. which promised to solve exactly that problem. They're compact, yet powerful, and with professional-grade color rendering. Nice. Nice. Now Lytra is pretty much all I ever bring to set. Compact, powerful, bicolor, RGB, Bluetooth controlled, rugged, waterproofed, you name it, Lytra's it. That's a whole bunch of stuff. That sounds great. So you should visit our Lytra link in the description below and receive 15% off your next order from Lytra.com. I promise you these lights will completely change your approach to photo and video lighting. All right, man, I'm going to hold you to it. So now I want to get into last year, like with video production, right? what we learned and what we could do differently. There's not a ton we could do differently because you can't control a pandemic. Right. Because most <laughs> of that revolves around that. But we did learn how to yes. do video production during a pandemic, which was not easy. I mean, because productions bring a bunch of people together right. in one group to do a thing. And so it, it made it pretty difficult. Yeah. Besides like delaying things and pushing shoots back just mm-hmm. for my business, mm-hmm. uh, I'm working with a larger crew producing a television show on ABC. I've mentioned that in the past. And then I have to get the crew together because I'm the DP as well. Right. So I have to pivot their schedule because they're getting booked out for all kinds of other odd end jobs right. in the production world. And then we have to go to the restaurants and make sure that those dates line up. And then everyone has to be super safe. Everyone has to be healthy right. before they even start. Right. There's testing involved. It's just, there's a lot. So I've learned from a producing standpoint, it is super hard to pivot with a large crew. I imagine, which is why I just decided to not do anything last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but really, I mean, that is kind of true. Like put, Tom we, Hanks from we, Castaway. That's right. I've got a huge beard, yeah. a volleyball with a <laughs> bloody handprint on it. Yeah. What's the blood from? <laughs> you don't, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of the, the work that I I have been doing this past year. It basically just made everything very, very simple. I mean, I've mostly done seriously. I mean, (laughs) I thought you were just joking. No, I mean it like everything became very, very simple because the company that I work for, they were very good about, you know, uh, judging everybody's levels in terms of being comfortable with, you know, traveling and, and, uh, and getting people together. And so we ended up mostly pivoting to just doing product videos with hired voiceover. And so I've been working from home. Uh, my, my boss, Dave, he shoots all these product videos and then I just edit them at home. And so it's really, I mean, honestly, it's made things a lot less interesting. So I want to ask, are you creatively satisfied then? I mean, I know it's no. easier. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, imagine. Yeah. That's the thing. And you know, We'll talk more about this in a, in a minute, but just kind of the the stress and anxiety of, of what happened last year definitely made it difficult to stay creative and to be satisfied with the stuff I'm doing. And so, no, it's nice that I was employed throughout the year, 
but I can't say that I had a lot of satisfaction from the work that I was doing, Right. which, which is a bummer, but I'll take just making it through the year employed. Yeah. I was sword fighting through everything as far as just trying to get jobs and make right. sure that jobs stay on schedule. And it ended up being another great year, Yeah, which is, I, I'm lucky to say that, but I fought for it. Whereas you could kind of just relax. But unlike you, I was satisfied right. with my work, right. at least to an extent. I mean, I sure. can, you can always do better. No, you, I mean, you did much more interesting stuff last year than I was able to do. I helped you out with a little bit of it, but by and large, the stuff you did was closer to stuff we were doing before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, whereas mine was just very basic. Well, yeah, just different, I yeah. think. Yeah. And you're an editor for your job. Yep. You stay at the computer, whether it's at your house or the office, right? Yep. Yeah. That's true. Uh, just the footage that you were editing just wasn't as interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. It, I think it maybe helped evolve my thinking about what I want to do in a career. And I think that I'm going to be moving on from being just a, like solely an editor. And I think moving on from generally being involved in production in a major way for, you know, for my nine to five job, I want to take more of a, do more art directy sort mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, I you hear think, that Dave, you're losing an employee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows, he knows <laughs> he's actually, and he's helping, you know, he and I have spent a lot of time kind of talking about, Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, <laughs> a little late, but I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, we've talked a whole lot about what it means to move into that sort of role and creative directing. And I'm really excited to do it. I, I think that's what the future holds for me. And part of it is that I am getting a little bit older. I mean, I'm not old. I'm in my early forties, but I think, I think people that are actually doing the editing, doing the filming, I think I want to supervise some younger people that are a little more up on trends than I might be people like Drew. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. But I've worked with older editors that were clearly stuck in an older way of doing things. And I don't ever want to be that. And so I, that's why I think I want to take up a more supervisory role and have smart, talented people working for me that can tell me what we should do. I think it's a great move. Yeah. The fact that you can sit there and say that and know that you want to pivot in that mm -hmm. role. I've said pivot so many times in this episode. I'm sorry. You should pivot to saying something else. <laughs> I, doubt, man. Um, I think you should move into that. Yeah, I th it feels right for me at this point. The days of production, being on your feet all day, uh, they start to start to wear on me a right. little bit more than they used to. If I'm being completely honest. Well, and to that point, I've moved in from a DP role. I'm still a DP of, of mm -hmm. the show. I, I was a camera operator last year for that TV show. Right. And now I'm a DP, but I've also moved into a producing role. Trust me, I love making someone's idea visually come to life. Like that's yeah. my thing. But from a producing standpoint, I understand the business better now than yeah. I, more than I ever have. Yeah. I've noticed uh, the difference in you when it comes to producing, like your just understanding of the entire process is far and away better than it was even last year at this time. Yeah. And I think it's helped me with brand deals too. I would imagine so. Like yeah. recently, you know, and, and you've been helping me out with those shoots, which has been super helpful. I do want to say though, the Taste Utah episode that we shot about a month and a half ago, it was on that aired last Sunday morning at 930 in that time slot was the highest rated and viewed show on ABC at that time. On ABC, like nationally? Yes, on ABC and that 930 time slot. Wow, that's all of that Because 930 on that, that's a regional time slot. Okay, gotcha. So whether someone in Indiana was watching a show at 930, there was more people watching Taste Utah in Utah than there was in any other state. That's awesome. It's crazy. That's great. That's so cool. We're shooting for that Emmy. I mean, literally, we're, we're sending it off. We're getting that Emmy this year. Yeah, yeah, get that Emmy. Yeah, so. It's pretty nice. People tend to be impressed when you have an Emmy, I found yeah. out. <laughs> That's why you became my friend. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, silly me. I thought it's because, you know, we like enjoyed each other's company and, you know, like to hang out and stuff. But, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever. It's fine. Emmy, it's fine. Emmy. Yeah, it's Emmy fine. <laughs> That's a goal that we I set with the crew this year. Um, and we're going to pick out a couple of banger episodes. And awesome. And we're going to send them to the Academy. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I've noticed uh, definitely the, the quality I think has, has come up 
in, in the past little while. Yeah. Definitely noticed that. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Okay. So speaking of goals for next year, one of mine is to do something <laughs> because Congrats. last year, well, what, hit, what I've written down here in my notes is, you know, did we use our time wisely? And I did not. Well, sometimes you need time for your mind to reset. Whether that Absolutely. anxiety came up on these other causes, that's fine. But you have to let your mind settle down. Mm-hmm. It's just part of it. Yeah. Well, when it's when it's taken up with all these other things that feel like like existential threats. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to be like, okay, you know, what funny little movie do I want to make? You know. Sure. And so that's not like that's what was you know in the forefront of my mind, but I think that's the effect that it had. It just made it it made it very difficult for me to think about being creative yeah. or I try to, and I just get distracted by real world events, you know? Yeah. And it puts into realization how important is what we're doing versus what's going right. on in the outside. And I'm not right. Is anybody audience. else going to give a shit? Exactly. Right. And, and that's something you question, which I also think is super healthy. I'm not telling the audience to take a year off. Right. I'm just saying that it's okay to have some downtime. Right. Well, you know, and in terms of the short film, in terms of jump seat, if we had gone ahead and still shot it and produced it and everything last year, festivals last fall and through the winter, they were there, but they they were not the same sort of festivals that we're used to. You know, we want, yeah, they're all digital. They're all online. Again, it wasn't really something that people were paying a whole lot of attention to. Whereas if we do it this year, more than likely the fall festivals are going to happen about like they normally do. Hope so. Like things are probably going to be fairly back to normal by the fall, I think. And so I think we would have done ourselves a disservice actually to make that movie last year and put it into festivals last year. Yeah. I think for everyone, because it would have fall, it would have fallen much more flat. I don't think it would have gotten as many eyeballs as it, as it would when things are a little bit more back to normal, even to production days, like set mm-hmm. safety. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not risking, working on a set with that many people mm-hmm. and someone could be sick and then my wife's pregnant. Right. We could go, we could talk about that all that. All right. Day. Right. And, and then, you know, but that's one of the things we've decided this year. I mean, we're shooting, we're planning on shooting uh, later on in the spring, but we're still, we, we tried to whittle down the amount of crew there is, even though, you know, the vaccines are starting to come out. We're still trying to k- kind of keep it minimal and keep it safe and everything like that. We'll have very small production crew days very small and it, yep. it, but you know what we'll get it done yep that's right the jump seat is is my priority this year that's that's like the one thing that i really want mm-hmm. to have accomplished by the end of the year oh yeah it'll be done by the end of the year oh yeah that's absolutely. that's my goal for the next four months and then mm-hmm. on to the next one you know yeah and i think it's gonna be great yeah yeah i think uh post-production will go on through the summer Pro- I, I feel like we'll be done with post-production probably by late summer Dude, I know you. You'll have that shit done in a month. Yeah, well, but then there's, I mean, we're going to have to hire, you know, a sound mixer and stuff like that, stuff that I can't do. And so it'll be depending on other people's availability, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's great. And what I mean by that is what do you want to get out of it? So at the end of the year, is there a particular position you want to be in? Is there a particular skill you want to have? And then you need to design the steps to get to that goal. So say, for instance, I said to you, hey, by the end of this year, I want to be a boom operator. So what do I need to do to get there? I would have to get work on a short film, you know, maybe as like an assistant sound person and then work my way up to boom operator or whatever. But you know what I mean? You need to design right. the steps to get to for sure your goal. Another thing, too, is you can I set goals every year. I write them down mm-hmm. last year. You know, only half of them were even half of what I wanted. Right. Just mm-hmm. because everything changed. 
and I had to, you know, pivot. Oh, pivot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new one. But I do think that that's really important, just finding that that alleyway and committing to that mm-hmm. and going that route the whole time, not mm-hmm. turning back. I yeah. Think, I think that's really important. Agreed. You know, you're only going to get to that goal if you keep your, your eyes on it, right? Keep your eyes on the prize. If you say, I want to do this one thing, and then, oh, you know, maybe I'll do this project. I'll do that project that have you doing, you know, different things. Like, I'm going to be an editor on this thing, and I'm going to be camera op on this one. When your goal is to maybe become a director instead, you know, you're not, I think that's a bad example. No, I think it's, uh, no, I think it's a fine example, okay. but I j- just know that that's going to take longer than a year. Right. If you're trying to be a director, right. That's great. Be a DP, get in those positions. We've even mentioned that in the past episodes, like take on these different roles. Right. If you want to be a director specifically, because right. the director is that, that high chair, that you want to set, but you have to understand the different departments in order to be a good director. Right. You're the only one that knows your true deficiencies and what you need to supplement in order to get to where you're trying to go. Right. So I actually think it's a great example as a, as a director only. Now, if you're going to be, if you want to be a DP say, because I know what I had to do to be a mm-hmm. DP. I was an AC and right. I was I was an editor because I had to understand how the camera worked. Then I was a camera op. And right. obviously you're a camera op, right? And then you go from maybe camera C or B to A. Right. Then you go into the director of photography role, maybe an AC in between that. Right. So that's more of like a, a guided uh, route. Right. Whereas if you are going to be a director and that's really your goal. Kind of want to do a little bit of everything. I, I, yeah, and I don't necessarily, you don't have to go hold a boom for a year. Right. I'm just saying like, understand the process. Right. So maybe when you're on set as a camera operator, or if you're going to be an editor or a colorist, understand, well, maybe an editor and a colorist is a bad example because you won't be on set. But if you're going to be, maybe you're an AD, that's a great step Mm -hmm. to, to be a director, right? Right. Or if you're a writer, especially on smaller format, a lot of times the writers are the directors, smaller, right. smaller format. We talked about that with, with Paul. Right, right. You know, he wrote those films. He also was the director. That's right. Graham was a DP and also a producer, kind right. of like what I'm doing right, right now. Right, right. So there's these little segues that you can find that make your job easier. So yeah, I think it was a fine example. If you're focused on a goal, like I said, you're the only one that knows what you're missing to get to that goal. And so set up your, your goalposts, you know, throughout the year to hit those things that you think that you need to learn in order to get there. Right. That can mean working on different kinds of projects. Are you looking to get into vlogging or do you want to do short films or do you and these are steps to... back from what we just talked about? Right. 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 Like right. These are like smaller format. Like, Hey, I'm, it's just me right now. Right. I don't ha- I'm not working with the crew. Right. There's ways to find and be that YouTube guy and do the YouTube route, which is, right. which is great. Like right. it's awesome. And I'm starting to do some of that more with brands myself, but you're not niching yourself into a corner by doing YouTube. Don't ever think that. Right. But I guess my point of that is, is yeah, are you going to vlog? And then you'll learn very quickly if you like being in front of the camera or not. Right. I don't anymore. That's why I quit vlogging. You know, that what? was two years ago. You know, that's a really good point. We were talking about, you know, get, get yourself a focused goal. Like I want to do this for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the honest truth is you may not know. Right. You so may, may be like, uh, yeah, exactly. So you might need to try out different jobs. We've talked like, about that in the past. Yes, we have. That's <laughs> right. And, but I think it's good to, it's good to remember that you don't want to beat yourself up if you're not sure about it. Right. If you're not sure, you're like, I want to be involved in production somehow. I'm not sure where my skills lie. I'm not sure necessarily what I'll be good at. That's when you just have to start trying different things and seeing what clicks for you. 
you know, so do you want to be the vlogger on YouTube? Do you want to make one man band music videos, which I did earlier this year? Right. You don't have to limit yourself. Right. Or if your goal is to, you know, you want to have more business, you want to do more projects. Maybe one of the things you need to do is build yourself a reel. Maybe that's yeah one of your big goals for the year. And if you're like, I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to be on YouTube. I just want to work with the large crew. There are websites like mandy.com and mm, things that mm-hmm. you can sign up for. It might cost you a little bit to get the exposure that yeah. you can build a profile with. You are going to have to have experience somehow. Yeah. Um, but you can get on there and people can find you in your area. So if Yellowstone is shooting in Utah, example of the last three seasons, and they needed an AC or, you know, they're pulling most of those people out of Hollywood anyways. Right. But like there was a lot of grip friends that were on that set. Mm-hmm. And, and even some some actors and actresses that we know that, absolutely. that did some small stuff That was probably my favorite part. And I didn't mention that earlier is I, how many people I knew as extras and side characters in that show. I was That's like, awesome. Oh, there's such and hey, such. I know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> and then uh, it's funny because one of those people are in Jump Seat, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was fun to see. Another thing I want to end on is... Don't be hard on yourself if you don't accomplish your goals. Yeah. Fight for your goal. Try to figure it out. It's going to take time. This industry takes time. We've been in it for a long time at this point, and we're just now getting to where we want to be. It's so true. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason to beat yourself up. Again, you can't go back and change the past. You just have to figure out why that happened and what you can do to change that in the future if you want to. So yeah, I hope you guys can listen to that information. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a full hand of salt. Oh. Watch your sodium levels, though. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Silent killer. Don't... <laughs> No, but for real, we do hope you can take some of this information and and leave with it and and apply it. Yeah, or ignore us completely. Yeah, or (laughs) you might have already turned the episode off by now, and that's fine too. But we really appreciate you. Uh, Last year was great, and we're only getting started. Yeah, we're really looking forward to to what this next year brings and and to bring you along for the ride. Absolutely. And if you like what you've heard, you know, leave us a review or a rating on your listening platform of choice. Mm -hmm. Right now, we are doing a contest until the end of February where I'm giving away a free Lytra Torch 2.0 if you leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Only leave us a review if you like it. Yeah, you, you won't get it if you leave us a review, but that'll put you in the running for one. Right, yeah, yeah. thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. uh, at this point, I have to give out a lot of lights. That's right, that'd be a whole bunch. I will say that not a ton of people have done it since we've announced that. So your, your chances are good right now if you go Absolutely. leave a review. So we would really appreciate it if you guys did that. As always, thank you so much. This year is going to be our year together, and it's going to be... It's going to be awesome. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Take care of each other. Oh, 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 o